So, um, we were going to talk about privilege, which I think is very interesting because we do have a lot of privilege. It would be interesting to focus on maybe racial privilege and like as we were talking about socioeconomic because I feel like that okay. is something we could all talk about. Cool. Please. Oh no, like, like, because uh, all of us, like, even if we like do terribly at our school, like, we're still gonna be able to like, like, I think I'm pretty sure our parents can at least afford to send us to like community college at the very least. Mm-hmm. Community college is free. I thought I thought not expensive. I thought it was like much cheaper. Oh, cool. See, yeah, look at that. See, I'm privileged enough to not need to know that. Anyway, yeah, there's the educational advantage we have, and there's also what's it called again? White privilege, which I feel like as an Asian person, I do sort of benefit from for some reason because. I don't feel like systematically oppressed, if that makes sense, you know? I don't feel that, but I haven't really thought super deeply about it. We're also the biggest minority on campus. Who's the biggest minority? Asians. At our school. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it goes yeah. like white Asians and then... Oh, sorry, I thought you meant <laughs> minority, like the smallest school. Minor- <laughs> like, I thought you meant like the smallest minority. Like biggest minority, I mean, I thought it was like... The smallest population of minorities. That makes no. I'm sorry. Okay. I was like, really? Okay. Cool. I mean, I think that like, I think because the way Asian culture deals with white, like, I don't know if if I should say, I guess I'll say white culture, is that they're like, let's not say anything. Let's just work harder and get the better jobs than them. Like, it's kind of like that's kind of the culture of things. It's a very Asian thing to just. Put your head down and work hard, no matter yeah, what. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Don't question, just do. Like, because you can beat them by doing better than them. I think kind of that's the way of things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I personally, because um, of where I've gone to school and where I've grown up, um, which is here, duh, um, I've never felt, I guess, truly singled out if that makes sense or um marginalized because of what i look like so i don't think i've really felt the uh, whole or very strongly felt the impact of what what Um, privilege is i guess i've kind of felt like light skin privilege because like i don't like because i'm half white and then half dominican but like i look white but then it's just like I felt I've been able to like move throughout the groups a little bit easier. So like I can just like I can just say, oh yeah, I'm white, and like they're like, okay, cool. Like I don't need to like I don't really I could go I don't really you don't have like, to explain your whiteness. Exactly, kind of. It's a little bit weird. Like, but also like I our school. I'm seeing more of a person of color than I am at in other places, which I think is a little bit interesting. Like and like at my old school, seen as white, like my basketball team and like all that stuff, seen white. But like it's weird how for some reason our school I'm seen I've seen a little bit more as a person of color. I don't know why, but mm. I don't know. At least with some people. I mean, some people think I'm white, like just white, which is a little bit rude. But uh, yeah. Tobin. Tobin. I'm white, so you know I benefit fully from 
white privilege. Yeah. It's like that. Maybe like what ways in your life do you see yourself benefiting from that? Like acknowledging that, I guess. That's a good question. Specific examples, I feel like it's hard to say of like just because I don't know, you know, what it's like for you guys, I guess, more. Um, and like other people, it's hard to say like this specific thing would have been different. But I definitely feel like there are a lot of ways. It's hard for me to say specific. Like this time, mm-hmm. I think, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little bit like how people talk to you. Like, I know my mom had, has had problems with how some people, like, white people, like, talk to her and, and talk about her in ways that, like, even even though she's a, she's more light-skinned, but, it's like, they still talk about her differently than if she was white. And, like, I've, like, I've had sometimes, like, like maybe, like, twice, people, like, act a little bit differently around me when they find out, like, I'm half Dominican, but, like, just a tiny bit. But like I think it's sometimes people feel slightly awkward in a way, but not it's only it's like almost unnoticeable. But it's, I don't really know how to explain it. But that's just something I've seen. Yeah, I feel like like my achievements, I guess you know, are viewed differently than they might be. Like they're kind of viewed in a different way and sort of more like celebrated kind of things than they could be for other people, rather than being viewed as oh like you're so full of yourself or whatever yeah as for achievements um as like the smart asian girl you know who like gets pretty good grades you know that it it's very it feels hard to stand out sometimes because at especially in my middle school which was filled with the smart asian girl stereotype type of kids um getting i guess this isn't really privilege, but this is just from my experience. I don't know. Um, I sometimes I just my my achievements as like getting a pretty good grade on a test did not feel as good that, as they should, even though I put a lot of hard work into it. Because there's always someone else out there who one up to you or does the same as you, or you're just one of tens, twenty of the same people who got that that achievement and so it doesn't really feel like much and that's not privilege but that's just some random thought I had <laughs> you know that that makes sense um also in middle school because I was one of the only Asian people at my school people would always say oh you and so-and-so look alike are you guys related like oh are you Chinese Japanese Korean have you been to China before do you speak Korean? It's just those little microaggressions um, that I brush that I used to brush off, and like I thought they were annoying, but I didn't really think too much on them until going into UHS and learning learning what an actual microaggression it was. I realized, oh, wow, my environment was so toxic before. Um, I'd say in terms of my privilege as well, I. I think as a nation, yes, I do have my own set of privileges with like the whole model minority myth, which I think is like bullshit. <laughs> um, but also like the only attacks, the only like attacks I will ever feel are just 
microaggressions, racial slurs, but never would I have to fear for my life. Yeah. And that in itself is a privilege, but to a certain extent, because you're still feeling the impact of white supremacy and all that fun stuff, but you're not like, oh my God, I'm going to get shot or something, which is way scarier. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'd also say privilege lies in what you see in the media growing up, especially. Like, yes, I'm, I appreciate that the media is diversifying, the more people of color being shown in the spotlight. And I feel like this should have happened a long time ago. I don't know. <laughs> but especially when I'm also scrolling through Instagram, I always see a lot of white models, like white skinny models blonde hair and I think to myself is this really the beauty if is this really like the norm beauty it's like it just seems a bit unrealistic to me and I don't really like see a lot of Asian people being represented and like growing up yes it's taken a toll on me because I said to my, I told my mom mommy how come I don't have blonde hair can I dye my hair blonde she's like no shut up you're Asian it's weird. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but like now that I'm seeing a lot of more Asian people in the limelight, especially on TikTok and other forms of social media, um, I think to myself, wow, imagine if I had seen this earlier, if I had was shown this at an earlier age, would my self-esteem be affected differently? Would the way I see myself be affected differently? Yeah. Uh, sorry, that was a lot. No, no, that was, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, like, that was really good. But it was a very good point you made. Yeah. yeah. That was a very good point. Uh, like, with the whole hair thing, like, like, also, like, curly hair, like, it's always been, like, the whole straight blonde hair has been, like, for, for girls, at least, I don't know, I guess, term for boys, but, uh, but that's always been, like, the, like, that's the standard that everyone should be set at, and I remember, like, asking my mom, like, oh, I want to straighten my hair and stuff like that and like no that's like that's that's against like your culture and I didn't really understand that until like kind of like until I got to our school a little bit and then like I remember the first time I like I wore my hair like naturally like curly and stuff like my dad was like are you gonna go brush your hair like it's messy right now I was like and he like he said that for like each time I wore it for like a week until I was like dad this is my hair this is not it's not messy it's curly how it goes and then he finally shut up but like and there's always there's always these beauty standards and also like even if you do see someone like a person of color who's like a model it's always like that token one person of color you don't like ever see like a f- like a few people of color and like in the same sharing the same spot like like i remember like, there's this tv show called brooklyn 99 and like there's these two um latino women on there and i remember reading this thing how this one woman was like she was really upset because she already heard that the other woman had gone the part and she was like oh then I can't get the part because I'm not going to have two Latina women on on tv at the same time and this is kind of like it's that shouldn't be that shouldn't even be like a question thinking oh we can only have one so mm-hmm. and so as for media representation I find it a little frustrating that they have to make movies and music companies and all that specifically for representation because there's no representation. They have to make something 
per, something's purpose to be representation, which is kind of like yeah um, frustrating. Like the point you're making is actually really funny because I was watching the TV show Black AF, and um, he Kenny Barris, who's like the main character, and also it's he's kind of playing his own character. But um, basically, in this one episode, he's basically talking about how. Um, like, well, what if the movie's not good? Like, what if the movie about that has this representation of um, Black people or Asian people in it, what if it's not good? And people were just saying it's good because of the representation, is it? And, like, I kind of thought that was interesting because it's like, well, like, if it's not a good movie, I don't, I don't want to say what's the point of the representation, but kind of, like, what's the point of it being naturalized? Like, if it's not a good movie, but people are just watching it anyway, so they don't need to say, to say that, like, oh, I'm not racist. It shouldn't just be like, oh, I'm going to make a bad movie. But, you know, there are people of color in it, so it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of question that idea. Like, even though it's it's good that there are people in it that are um, people of color. Like, it was interesting. Yeah, just, like, don't token yeah. the fact that you have a racially diverse cast. Like, make it a good movie, too. Um, yeah, I remember um, like a couple of years ago. Um, I remember I think it was like Sandra O oh won like two Golden Globes or something, and she's like one of the few Korean actresses that I know. And as a person of Korean descent, I was like, "Wow, this is a moment." Um, or like when uh, what's it called? I haven't even watched the movie yet. Parasite won the Oscar. I was like, like my kitchen erupted in like, what the heck? Because, you know, it was a first time for a lot of things. And I think, I feel like the media is trying to, like, be diverse and all that. But sometimes they try too hard. And I'm not saying, like, don't let Parasite win the Oscar. But um, in terms of, like, um, how they tell the story. Yeah, it's kind of like, don't don't just do it. Like, don't don't just Just tell the cliche story. Yeah, like keep um, keep putting people of color on screen, but don't like don't, don't make be, it like, about being Asian. Make it about being a person. Yeah, don't make, make it, it about, about what is this character doing? Like the character's characteristic and personality is not just being Asian. It's a personality that's a part of someone, but it's not a personality. I recently rewatched Mulan, and I realized how problematic it is. I used to love it; like the song- soundtrack is great and all. But I think the message it sends, it's westernized Asian culture, if that makes sense. Because they have the whole, like, I have a duty to my country or whatever. Like, or, or you go against the norm to do what's right or follow your heart and all that stuff. I think they're just taking the setting of Mulan's world and instilling their own values into it, Disney's values, which is mainly western values and that's kind of makes people assume that that's what asian culture is about or makes people think that this is what it should be um i did some research about milan to see like how realistic the actual story was Mm -hmm. you know checking all the disney princess stories but apparently it was actually really spot on with the really like with mulan like specifically with mulan um there's like different versions of it they were saying but it was pretty spot on with the fact that she came for instead of her father 
instead of one of the male figures and they discovered that she was a female but mm-hmm. like in the actual story they didn't care and let and they let her um, her stay in the army or whatever so that was interesting so you're kind mm-hmm. of right in the idea that like there's still those american values in it where it's mm-hmm. like oh she's a woman so everyone's gonna hate her until she proves herself to be right like <laughs> in the original story she was like they found out and they were like you know what whatever she's helping us I think the only like the like the whole poem of like making like an Asian character's whole personality about being Asian or something like that is also a thing with like LGBTQ characters like a lot the of- gay best friend yes. oh my gosh like yeah that's so annoying I mean because there's so many times where you see like that like that like that gay teen who's just like yes and it's like no. No, thank you. That's not that's not how everyone acts. Not how most of them act. But like I remember like it was it's I don't they need to have characters that are gay that aren't just about being gay or is it is or the whole storyline isn't just about them coming out. Which is good mm-hmm. to see sometimes, but a lot of times all you see is them coming like struggling to come out and then they come out and then everything's happy. Or like it's a it's a love story, but yeah. it's a gay love story. And that's all it's about. That's the whole plot, like. Exactly. It's a love story, but gay. And it's like, great. Anything else? Have you you guys watched Love, Simon? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I saw this commercial on YouTube. They're coming out with, like, a love victor or whatever. And it's, like, (laughs) a rip-off of Love, Simon, but with, like, some other dude. Yeah, it was basically, like, a side story to Love, Simon. Like, something like that. It was strange. What? I mean, I thought Love, Simon was a good movie for being, you know, what it is. Um, like, at least, he, like, it was, you know, I mean, like you said, it's not, it's very much like, oh, it's a coming out story. It's nice, and this is what the character, it, like, it was kind of just that. It was, yeah. I think those stories, though, are definitely important to, for exposure, but once people think, like, are comfortable with the idea of, an LGBTQIA person, especially if you've never encountered that before, um, then you need just like regular stories exactly. that happen to have LGBTQ people in it. It's, I think it's also really interesting when they use an actor who who has been in like other roles where they're straight, um, and then, then in this role they're gay, and I think it kind of it's interesting to see like like what are like I don't really know what people's reactions that are that are being like oh wasn't this character straight in this other movie it's hard for me to see them as gay or like i wonder i mean like that's kind of part of acting yeah but i like i I mean i did really like love simon i did it in such a good way i just don't want it to be like a cliche way if that makes sense i mean love simon actually made sense but the love victor or whatever was that the one that that's coming out yeah yeah but apparently he's bi instead of yeah it was like it looked like it was, it was like him choosing does he like girls or does he like boys? And it's like he bi. I mean, if he could, if he's deciding what his sexuality is, that's an entirely different thing. But it kind of made it look like he was choosing. Okay, I either have to like girls or I have to like boys. Like, aren't you guys? Okay, yeah. So like, can't you like both? Like the person you like, go with that person. <laughs> Y'all. Simon's friends in Love, Simon were so problematic. Please, oh like, do not be Simon's friends. Oh my god. I didn't watch the movie. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I, 
there's that one girl, right? The, like her, his best friend or something who actually liked him or something, like, who liked him and then got upset that he was gay because she like, because he never told her. And then when he did tell her, she was like, he, he just told her. She just told him that she loved him or something, and then she got really upset. Basically, like, Simon got outed, and then, like, which you should never do. You never out someone. Like, never. (laughs) Um, And then so, all his friends got mad at him. Like, two of his friends, yes, Fia made a point about the friend. That was a dick move. And also, like, the friend, the two friends who got set up but ended up liking each other should just be supportive of Simon rather than get mad at him. Like, y'all don't understand how, di- y'all don't understand how difficult it is to come out sometimes. It's different for every person. But yes, you have to be compassionate over the fact that some people have to come out, some people are scared to come out and be themselves. And Yes, the world isn't entirely supportive of it because um, homosexuality is still illegal, which I think is fucking ridiculous. Okay, but the least you can do as a friend of an LGBT person is be supportive, compassionate, and kind. Yes, Katrina. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I I remember watching the movie and being like, why are they so upset? Like... Because <laughs> I was like, down. but at the same time, you should not be upset. Like he is actually the one, probably in the most difficult situation out of all of you right now. <laughs> the world does not revolve around. I like didn't mean to speak for you, Maya. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I have, it's because yeah. my, my brother's gay. It's not not only that, but it's also because I get I get very protective because it's like sisterly instinct. So, yes. like, if somebody's, somebody's, like, saying anything implicitly homophobic or any close to homophobic, I'm like, okay, well, I'm cutting you. Bye. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> yeah. I think this conversation has, like, molded into representation in media, which is pretty cool. Yeah, because there's a lot of privilege in mm-hmm. well. Or just, like, being able to see someone like you yeah. all the time. That's a privilege. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, one thing I did, there was this, uh, you know, the Wrinkle in Time movie that came out? Oh, yeah, I watched that a couple of days ago. Um, I, th- I really appreciated that movie because even though she was, like, a black character, they did not make a big deal out of yeah, it. Yeah, they didn't make it about her being black. It was it was just... <laughs> like, especially because the book, they don't really say if she's white or black. Like, they don't really talk about, like, a Meg- uh, Meg's race in the actual book. Um. So kind of like when, especially when you're thinking about it, you're probably just like, oh, she's probably white. Like, like, uh, like when you're reading the book, but then when she, like, when it was like, oh, cool, you're like mixed, I guess. I guess she was technically mixed in um, A Wrinkle in Time, but um, I kind of enjoyed that. I was like, oh, it's not about race this time. She's just a she's regular about A Wrinkle in Time. Nothing to do with this. <laughs> Honestly, the, the book's really good. You should read it if you haven't oh, read it. I read it in fifth It was so good. It is a good book. Yeah. It was a dark. I listened to audiobook one. I don't really remember it though. <laughs> it has like a face of disgust right now. He's like, uh uh-uh, <laughs> not it. Yeah, the wrinkle that it's not my favorite book, but like just have the rest of the series. I mean the rest of the series isn't bad. So that's the comic book version of a wrinkle and hot. <laughs>
Yes, Maya. Yes. <laughs>